This is Steve Heitzer. And this is Emily Vinos. And you're listening to Everyone Needs a Spotter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by the expert team here at RMS Fitness. We are happy to be here again at the end of another week, joined by the entire team. We are in full force, 100% attendance. Everybody gets a good mark today. We'll start at the top, working from right to left. Robert, fearless leader, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, Steve. Just well? How well are you? Must he start with me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'll circle back. <laughs> Emily, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. It's Friday. It was a, a long week, but it was a good week overall. Um, and so, yeah, nice to be here with you guys. Yeah, it was a long week. You guys were out and about a lot. Uh, some, of the, some of the field team here out doing some install work mm -hmm. this week, site work and things like that. Steven, I see you're, 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 you're a few additional grays as a result of the, the work this week. How are you doing over there, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. I'm still recovering. Had a couple installations this week and moving of large equipment from one room to another in a college. But uh, it's Friday, and um, I got one extra gray hair in my beard. He does. I'm not sure how he keeps count of them, but I'll take his <laughs> word for it. I'm telling you, that's not gray. That's full white. <laughs> Steven, the great white Donadio. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is great to be back with everybody again this week. I know we uh, we all had interesting different things going on this week. I was dealing a lot with uh, pre-installation run-up. So for me, it's 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 coming down to the wire here. We've got lots of places that are completing construction and uh, trying to coordinate all the chess pieces on the board, so to speak, so that things arrive where they're supposed to, when they're supposed to. has been interesting this week. I've been introduced to some new projects, so it's been exciting on my front. Uh, Robert, are you ready to talk yet? Are you warmed up yet, buddy? Yeah, Steve, it's January. We're definitely busy, right? I mean, things are going. Service <clears throat> installs, excuse me, are going well. Uh, as Stephen mentioned, um, the expanse of our team as far as, um, well, let me rephrase that. We're not as, we don't have as many people in the building because of this, the sickness that's going around. So, we don't necessarily like to gripe about that, but that has an impact. I hope everyone's feeling well out there. But uh, the point is, is that here we are um, looking at the landscape. Uh, fitness is full force, full steam ahead, and we're trying to keep up. Yeah, we are trying to keep up, but not really, right? You know, there's a lot of changes going on in the industry, a lot of shake up, a lot of moving and shaking. RMS is looking to continue doing what we've been doing, right? We're trying to, you know, continue to grow in the way that we have, you know, slow but steady, offering quality support and service to our customers and things. So there's a lot of people out there, you know, uh, changing names, flipping around who they sell and what they work with and things. We're trying to minimize some of that turbulence over here where and when we can. So, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, kind of the name of the game here in 2024 is doing what we've been doing, but continuing to do it you know, more of it, you know, and, and still maintaining that, that high level. So Steven, how'd your projects go this week? They went pretty good. Um, actually no complaints, uh, because you know, I am thorough. I was there. No, I was there. <laughs> no complaints because Robert was there. <laughs> I was there too. You were. Yeah. 
I'm thorough though, and I yeah, vet so all did my get a work. Few complaints about Emily being there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Got spreadsheets from my customers and what goes where and where goes what, and uh... <laughs> and who's on first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, everything went pretty smooth. I was able to still send out some proposals uh, despite how busy it was and um, just ironing up some things. But uh, overall, a very good week. Cool, cool. You know, I'm glad to hear that everybody was, you know, out and about being productive this week. I was uh, I was out on the road a lot last week, and this week I was kind of glued to my seat playing catch-up. And somehow I think I ended up with more items on my to-do list than I started with this week. So, um, you know, probably going to still have to hang around a little bit this afternoon to catch up on that. Emily, I see your finger. No, I was going to agree with you. I was. It came to my mind how I felt last week people were still kind of just getting back into a work week after the holidays and a lot of days off. Um, so it seemed pretty quiet last week, but this week definitely um, has picked up pace and a lot of people started reaching out. Um, so that's good. Like to, I like getting the emails coming in and the phone calls coming in. Yeah, it, it's nice, you know, towards the end of the year, you find yourself doing a lot of pursuing of business. You know, it just the, kind of becomes that way. You know, you got to go out there and find people to talk to. And then all of a sudden the calendar flips over and it's like you go from trying to find a drink in the desert to drinking out of a fire hose. It's, yeah. It kind of, it really flips pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but we're, we're, we're blessed and grateful to be in that situation for sure. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was something that we experience a lot uh, this time of year. People get their capital uh, expenses approved and they start trying to undertake large projects at their facility. One of the larger Excuse me, I wipe my nose. Uh, one of the larger projects that we see people undertake is uh, redoing the flooring in their fitness amenity. Um, usually, it's being done as a result of you know wear and tear or something old in there. So, um, you know, people come to us and they ask us about updating or, or removing you know the equipment. So there's, um, excuse me, the the flooring in there so that they can enhance the space. Uh, so we will oftentimes you know try to get involved in in pr- providing information to customers about that. But we wanted to talk about that subject because it is something that we find sometimes there are hidden uh, curveballs that can come up during the flooring process that sometimes uh, site teams, owners, operators may not be thinking about fully. And usually people are trying to find the most cost-effective and efficient way to get a high-quality product into their facility. And if you're not aware of certain things, you can end up having to play catch-up on the back end and really end up defeating the purpose of you know what you were trying to do there. So I thought it would be good to highlight some of those. Um, Emily, you all had an opportunity recently to interact with a customer who, um, you know, I'll let you tell the story, but there was a flooring element involved in it, and I'd like to hear kind of kind of what happened. Sure. It's so um, we had really was a, um, a customer of Robert's, but I was able to go out with him. I set up the site visit. Um, one of our a, cu- a customer that we've had for a long time, but she had recently taken over this other property. So. She wanted to make some upgrades. We went in, and we were able to, you know, kind of come up with a, a plan for her. But at the time of the site visit, we we brought up the flooring, and not that it was terrible, but it's not. It, it just we knew that it could be better. The room would pop more if we had some fresh flooring put down. She said at that time that they weren't really interested, and that they were just going to clean it up and just continue working with what they had okay no problem so we do an install and it it was great ran smooth 
and I followed up with her afterwards just to see how, you know, the residents were liking it, how, how what she thought of it. And she said, it's great, looks awesome, I'm so happy, but I really wish we had gone ahead and done a, a new flooring. Can I get a quote now? And it's no problem except just stinks in the sense that it is going to be more costly to do it after the fact rather than all in one job. Um, while we've already had the equipment out, now we have to move the equipment again and get the flooring down. So um, so that was the experience that we recently had. Yeah. Robert, maybe just building upon that subject, can you can you maybe just like walk us through that a little bit, like how that, that process goes? So uh, if someone's wants to do their flooring in the process of also replacing equipment, how would we go about that? And how does that benefit the customer versus the scenario that just unfolded for Emily and you? Well, fortunately I had the, maybe just, I'm sorry, just to like maybe explain to the, to the listeners how, where the cost actually comes from and why it's more one way than the other. Sure. Well, I'll give it to you because I had another site visit today because I walked into a fitness center that was carpeted and the carpet was original to the room. And similar to the experience Emily just related, because it's original, wherever the existing machines were, it's been marked up. Um, people have been using, you know, um, rubberized weight plates or rubberized dumbbells. They drop them. That scores the, or, yeah, makes a mark on the floor. And then, of course, that doesn't look so well. And then after you put the new equipment in, it's totally exposed at that point. So why was it? Be- why could it have been beneficial to do it early on? Well, generally we come in and we remove the old equipment. So at that point, the flooring is totally accessible. So whatever existing flooring is there, we can tear up without any necessity to move things around. There's where the cost comes in. High labor, if you have existing equipment in the room, you're trying to do a floor, generally you have to move it out, let the flooring guys do their thing, Move the floor back. <clears throat> I don't know if we were going to get to this later, but the type of floor that we use is the two-by-two two tile mm-hmm. so that we can do a portion of the floor, if necessary, put the flooring down in some cases. But in, mo- in the cases that we're speaking of where we're going to put new equipment in the facility, obviously taking the old stuff out is part of the cost of buying the new. Generally, it's all part of that purchase and so with that said, again, no labor involved. Floor crew comes in, tears up the old floor, puts the new floor down, schedule the next day, put the new equipment in. So seamless because there's nothing nothing in the way of the flooring project because you've already got the, the equipment out. If you do it the other way, like Emily just mentioned, I had to take into account extra labor because now we have to move the equipment around in order to get to the floor. So... In hindsight, I'm sure the customer's probably a little upset with herself, but, you know, we recommend it, and these are the reasons why. Absolutely, and, you know, sometimes it does, you know, just shake out that way. We understand. Sometimes The numbers are what the numbers are. Sometimes you can only do what you can do, but, you know, we try to articulate those concerns to people so that they can at least give themselves the best, you know, fighting chance they can at, at having a, a successful endeavor there. Um, you know, in another example, sometimes you mentioned about having to move the equipment around within the room. Uh, that's another issue that sometimes people don't consider when they're undertaking a flooring. Now we use the interlocking tile. Not all providers work with that. Some providers work with rolled tile and glued products and that requires, um, 
times for that product to cure or adhere to the floor before equipment can be put back on top of it. So some properties agree to that type of project without considering whether they have place to store the equipment. Because if it can't be left in the room, right, or it can't be all removed from one room. So then they end up having to pack things onto one side of the room, do half the floor, move things again, and then then your project is stretched out over many, many days. Your gym's down for a long time. You're shuffling things back and forth. You're paying for a lot of travel and time on site and things. It's really, um, it can be problematic. So it's really good to think through all the facets of what that project is going to entail before saying yes or no or choosing a partner and making sure that the partner that you choose is also considering all aspects of that. Um, Steven? Yeah, just to add to some of the points that Robert had mentioned and some of the reasons why people steer away from carpet and fitness centers um, is because you also you have to consider the sweat factor as well. People laying on the floor, people sweating on the floor. And it, it also, too, it's like people will bring animals, dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I've seen it, you know, there's like pee marks on the carpet. And then yeah, it's true. It's a permanent stain, and then have you know, fun. They're getting... probably not supposed to, right? Yeah. You know, you probably have a sign on your gym wall that says like, "Don't do stuff like that." But <laughs> it it happens, and yet you it know? happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a you know, it's an advantage to you know going to a rubber flo- rubberized flooring, and then on top of that too, if you if if you go to the route with the two the two by two interlocking seamless floor um, look. The advantage with that as well when it's a floating type of floor is if you have a particular spot or a rubber portion, an area in the gym that got floating damaged. Floating floor means not glued down. Exactly. For those that don't know the jargon. And definitely go that route. <laughs> it's it's a replaceable part, It's and it's easy. You, nothing, you know, you don't have to gut an entire gym just to replace this one portion, and it will still have that seamless type of look, which is a better look. So, you know, another point to, you know, going that route. And also, when you think in terms of if, it, if, the, if the flooring is an afterthought and then you have all this new equipment in the room and then you decide to do the flooring at that point, what adds that extra cost as well is when you have new equipment in the room and you really, and let's say, for instance, the, the, this case, you had to take everything out because of the scenario of what it is. The crew has to be that much more careful with the equipment because it's brand new. Yeah. Whereas with the old equipment and it's being trashed, they don't have to be as careful with the equipment. So nine times out of ten, you're going to be paying more in labor because everything has to be handled with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that because that was another scenario that I ran into this week that kind of led me to thinking about this subject. You know, I had a customer... Uh, recently, we did a nice equipment installation for them at their facility. We updated a lot of their equipment. We had also talked to that customer about uh, replacing their flooring in the budget this year. And at some point during that equation, they said, hey, we, we're going to go with a different vendor for the flooring. Uh, we found a different different vendor for that. And I said, okay. Didn't think much more of it. Appreciated the opportunity to still sell the equipment, right? Well, the time comes for the, the flooring to, to be completed and the project to be done and the installers come out and they say, whoa, we, you know, didn't anticipate having to move the fitness equipment. You know, they showed up to the room and thought all the equipment would be gone. Robert? Just one of the, I think what you really want to emphasize here is just how heavy fitness equipment can be. Yes. So in their case, it's not a matter of just moving furniture, like in a home. 
you go into a fitness center, you're talking about, you know, equipment that can go anywhere from 300 pounds to six, 700 pounds, depending on the type of uh, equipment that you're trying to move. You get a functional with 600 pounds worth of weight plus machine. It's just significant. So I can imagine the floor guys in this scenario yeah, were yeah. quite surprised. But, you know, to your point, you know, equipment's large. It's not usually easy to grab and, and pick up and move around. It's not meant to be picked up and moved around, really. So um, we encountered that situation. So the customer then came back to us and, and asked me for our price to, to move the equipment. Just, you know, if we just moved the equipment and... You know, unfortunately, I provided our number for that service. And, and now, because of how it all shook out, they weren't prepared for that level of investment, you know, in labor anymore. So they almost decided that they weren't going to do the flooring at all. And they just had us bring in the new equipment and just said they were going to hold off on doing the floor. Ultimately, then they decided to do the floor. So once after now, we have our new equipment in the gym. They decided to do the flooring project. They didn't go with us for the labor because they didn't plan for that up front. They hired a regular mover of some sort to come in. Well, the movers damaged the new equipment. They broke the shrouds off of some of the new pieces. They ripped some of the cable harnesses out of the back of the machine. Uh, and even some of the existing equipment that was left in the room from the prior you know, inventory uh, was damaged in the move. They had some broken cables and things on machines as a result of the move. And now their equipment is still down. You know, the equipment's now moved around. The floor does look good. The floor got done. The floor project was great. It does look really nice. Yeah. But now they, they've had extended periods of downtime in there, and now they have some of their brand new pieces of equipment are broken, not working. And to make all of that worse, it's probably not going to be covered under their warranty because it's obviously a result of how it was moved or, or handled. So that's a really unfortunate situation. Like We would have done anything we could within reason to help the customer to avoid that situation, right? But it was just a situation where the person ultimately making the decision, and it wasn't really the property manager, you know, somebody else above them was looking at numbers and not looking at the logistics of how it all is going to play out in the end. And, you know, now they're, they're still playing catch up and they're going to be paying for equipment repairs now on top of all of that. That's just a big bummer. You know, we're not, we're not happy with how that went, but it's something that could have been avoided really. And, you know, it was just an example that, that really came to mind with that. So, you know, another thing that comes to mind sometimes with with flooring issues and this is another heartbreaker is that we've talked about this on prior episodes but we a lot of times we get called out to brand new buildings that are like newly developed newly constructed and maybe one of you wants to take a stab at what they're usually asking us about shortly after they open new construction something they probably didn't know about before they opened but now they do that people are living in the building and people are using the gym. Are you talking about like uh, dropping weights on the floor yeah, and yeah. deadlift uh, stations? Yeah, no, and noise, right? Like yeah. it's the kind of thing that people don't think about really ahead of time. You know, when they're building the gym, it's like it's a consideration. But if you're right. not there and you're not hearing the noise, um, I've been asked to come out to so many properties in the last few years that have these. Um, how would you describe them, Stephen? They're they're not rubber. They're not like wood. They're almost like woven vinyl kind of yeah it's like a, it's hard to describe the type i know what you mean it, it looks look. like yeah. a it's like a tweed look that's exactly the the flooring that i was talking about earlier it's everywhere so, yeah we're yeah. seeing it everywhere it's common it looks good it comes in like a million patterns and designs and colors and designers love them and when they're trying to impress an owner up front and they want to make the room look awesome 
uh, a lot of times they go with these 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 vinyl floorings and things, and they put them throughout the gym, and it looks awesome. But then people move in, you start working out, and you start getting these complaints about noise and things. And then, you know, what's the only way to to solve a noise issue that's related to the flooring? You gotta. You have to have cushion or some sort, like the padding. I feel like we've talked about this on a prior issue. Right? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry. No, no, no. no this, I'm just saying. This is a brief. This is another brief thing that people don't think about, right? Because mm-hmm. now you have this fancy floor that you purchased because it looks nice, and now the only way we can solve the problem you're having is it's by covering cover it, up. it up, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, the perp. What we're trying to help people to 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 avoid here is you set out into these projects with an objective of how you want it to turn out in the end, and the last thing we want is for you to spend all this money and then you're just left over with black rubber floor anyway, right? Just covering up something where you could have approached it differently from the outset. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of now you're impacting your not only your function, but your design. You know, nobody's probably happy with that. Steven? Uh, Robert? Steven I'll Robert. go by either. <laughs> so the point is when I mentioned about being in another prior episode, it, and now we're talking about it again because it happens so often. And just this week talking about the various clients that we've spoken to um, because, you know, there's a reason why piano movers, they move just pianos. Fitness equipment companies like us move fitness equipment. Not every mover knows how to navigate a piece of equipment. So in the going back to your first client, not to, to uh, digress here, but they didn't know how to take the piece of equipment apart. And so they started disconnecting all this wiring. And if this was a video uh, podcast, we could show you some of that. Uh, So that's unfortunate. But going back to what you said, Steve, I think where um, developers kind of miss the point, and I'm sure you've had these conversations, is what looks good versus what's practical. Because light colors in a gym, very, very hard to keep clean and, you know, I don't know how much they're spending on these floors, but I can assure you that if the gym's used, that they're probably looking for a new floor in less than five years. I would agree, especially right? if these colored floors, you know, the ones that aren't that aren't black, that aren't, you know, dark, dark grays and things like that. Um, it, it brings to mind another one of the, the projects that I noted. And these are just things where we can help to solve these problems after the fact, too, but it's not ideal and it doesn't always you know, then you're trying to find money to solve a problem that you could have avoided up front or budgeted for differently. Um, you know, recently we did an install as well, and it, the gym turned out great. I mean, I loved the whole project, but the day of the install, I walked in and I noticed that the flooring was totally different than what I expected it to be. It was like really, really, really light tan rubber athletic flooring, and it looked great. They had like these navy blue colors in the rooms, like on the, the columns and the the, the millwork and things and the tan carpet, it looks really great. And the problem is the customer hadn't planned any sort of like lifting platform or mm, any sort of yeah. area mat for the dumbbell area or the free weights. So the team showed up to do the install and all they could do was put things where they were supposed to. There was no real option for them to do it any other way. And right away I, I pointed out to the customer, I said, people are going to do deadlifts with this barbell and your floor is going to be looking rough and not very long at all. Same could be said for the dumbbells, and, you know, and all that, you know, information. People are going to do be benching their 50s. I think they went up to 75s there, so oh, they've wow. got a high weight range. People are going to be 
working hard, dropping weights. And now they're trying to figure out solutions for that after the fact. And, you know, again, these are just things where we try to take that consultative approach whenever we have a customer working on anything. And again, these are areas where just as much as we want the customer to avoid these problems, we also learn from them as well. And this is something that I'll be sure to follow up on in the future as well. You know, nothing's really a, uh, you know, I don't want to say you, you never lose or anything over an issue like that, but those are areas that you can apply to move forward and do better next time. Um, Steven? Yeah, and like basically uh, agreeing with you on, on the fact that it's important to have that consultative approach because, you know, we can bounce ideas off each other, bounce ideas off um, <laughs> construction crew, designers, uh, before everything's done because you know you might you might have a project where the whole gym is this light color on the floor and then we could raise these red flags whereas the other people the other people involved have no idea um, the after effect and 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 the results that it could end up being and so some of those suggestions you could be it could be like you know the, the owners and the property managers like the idea of having this cool light flooring incorporated. Well, that's fine. But in certain areas, maybe we can have a division, like maybe the cardio area, the strength area, and certain areas where, um, you know, there's going to be dumbbell marks or deadlift marks or treadmill marks. Maybe those specific areas, you can have accent areas with rubber flooring or darker flooring, what have you. It's just... The important thing is is to have that conversation, have that consultative approach so that when, when it comes to installation day, there's no issues and it's a smooth, smooth install. Yep. And then you know what you're getting, you know, at least you made that decision with all of the the available information and things like that. So, you know, probably don't want to belabor the point too much on this one. It's not a super meaty subject, but I did think it was important as these projects, a lot of people are gonna be getting updated quotes for these kind of, you know, projects this time of year as they they look to take on these these expensive, you know, big renovations at their facility. So maybe just to recap a couple, couple, you know, points that people can look out for. I know we talked about, obviously, you know, choosing a vendor who is either A, including the cost of removing the equipment, you know, from your gym in their bid, or at least remembering that you need to also shop for that in addition to the flooring so that you don't get caught off guard. That's an important reminder. I would also, uh, you know, we talked about the picking the right materials, obviously, you know, color and making sure that you put things in the proper places. Uh, it's not coming back to me. We talked about the, the moving uh, and the storing of equipment, right? So, um, you know, obviously, if you're going to need to plan any offsite storage for the equipment mm -hmm. or doing partial pieces of the room, you know, at a time because you don't have a place to store the equipment. These are all things that you want to be thinking about and be mindful of so that you can set the right expectations for cost, let your residents know how long the gym is really going to be closed <laughs> so that you're not dealing with unhappy people if the project takes longer than expected. And, you know, C or three, I can't remember if I was doing A's or B's or ones or twos, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, C3 is just making sure that the final result of your project is the vision that you set out to achieve and not just some lesser or diluted or watered down, you know, result that we, we don't want you to, to experience. So I thought that that was important. Uh, all things to say, call www.rmsfitness.com on your interweb phone <laughs> and reach out to us here. And we'll happily make sure that you have the information you need to make a right decision there for your space. Uh, Emily? Lil Wipey, haven't yeah. said that yet today. Lil Wipey, yeah. Anything else that you'd like to share with our fine audience? 
about your week, this subject, or anything else fitness-related? <clears throat> Just, uh, you know, when we make a suggestion, it's not because we're trying to make more money. We're actually really trying to think of the big picture when we're working with our property manager colleagues. And so that's why we want to talk about this topic today, that we want to help you make good decisions, help you plan accordingly. I mean, you just made a, a huge investment in your new equipment, and it does make it does. It's understandable that you, you know there's a, a reservation to spend even more money on top of that. But you know, if you're already making that kind of upgrade, you know, why don't you go ahead and consider? And I, I mean, and I feel like we'll be totally honest if we don't think that it's necessary. But um, just let's let's work together on that. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't even really talk about it, but, like, the flip side of that would be also if you put new flooring in and then decide you need to do new equipment after that, well, now you've got people moving new equi old equipment in and out and back and forth all over your new flooring. It's very hard, very hard to do that without, like, you maybe mentioned this. Did you mention this, Robert? Am I re-stealing re your thunder? No, it just again, yeah, it goes just, back to the, who knows what to do when... When yeah, you're moving that kind of equipment. It's just another thing to think about, right? Like, yeah, you're going to have all this foot traffic and carts and equipment and stuff being moved back and forth on your new floor, you know, just to put your old equipment back in. It's a little bit of a... Sometimes broken equipment. Sometimes broken equipment. <laughs> I've done that before, unfortunately. Yeah, and I feel like, why are we even doing this floor? It's like the the, <laughs> the attention needs to be on the equipment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel uh, I felt yeah. that before. Robert, parting thoughts, comments, considerations? As Emily plucks a stray hair from your face. <laughs> oh, stray hair decker in the building. I almost fell out of the chair as she reached. I thought she was going to hit me, not do that. <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, it's going to be a cold weekend. Mm -hmm. Playoff football. Means, yep. I hope everyone who roots for whoever. Dolphins. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Okay, I'm telling really you right now, if like Miami, should not, if Miami should goes... <laughs> To Arrowhead Stadium in zero degrees and beats the Chiefs. They deserve I the Super Bowl at that my point. Hat. <laughs> he did ask me the question. <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert, take it away. So, cold weather football, enjoy. Um, I'm trying to think what I learned today being out in the field. Um, Stay in the site office. visits. No. No, site visits today reminded me of the importance of getting out and speaking to customers one-on-one. -on -one. I met someone that what I did not realize is that <clears throat> in her company, there are more than one of the facility that works with us, but she just found out who we are. So I met her. We talked over the room. That's how we led to this conversation in some ways about carpet in the room. And I just felt that being in the facility, I was able to see several different um, scenarios. I saw one club, brand new, beautiful. Uh, individuals taking on a maintenance contract, excellent choice. I saw the, the other room and really, really needs to be updated. I feel bad because it's a corporate facility in which uh, everyone that's in the building is a professional and they have this fitness center. And yet, for whatever reason, and maybe we'll do an episode on this, don't forget to walk into the room and notice, and we've covered this on a pr previous podcast, but I'm just re reiterating it. Equipment just shows up in this room. There's a chin-up bar. 
in the room that clearly was a Amazon purchase. Can I ask Ooh. why it's always a pull-up like chin-up bar? Why is it always one of those? Yeah, it always <laughs> is that for but, some odd reason. She says to me, I don't understand the concern. I reached over. I just pulled on it, and here it comes on top of me. <laughs> and she goes, oh. And I looked over, and they had a they had a functional with the bars to do a pull-up. Well, you know people can't do wide grip pull-ups for the most part. <laughs> so ending statement is, don't forget to walk your room on Monday. Make sure nothing came in, was donated from the weekend, because it'll create more headaches for you than you really need. But enjoy your weekend, people. Beautiful. Beautiful. Robert, um, man, I can't get your guys' <laughs> names right. Uh, Stopper? Stephen Donna Decker. <laughs> Stopper Bonadio. <laughs> Steven. The great white Donadio. <laughs> the, the, Steven, the great Donna white Chinadio. Chinadio, yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing um, Nothing irks me more than having a full... He just went back into what irks him in yeah, the conclusion. Yeah, seriously. It's like... <laughs> man, let's end it on some irkage. The one thing I hate most is curveballs during like a big installation day. It's, it's one thing that I like to try to avoid... Um, to the best of my abilities. And that's why I try to have those conversations as much as I can, have the consultations as much as I can, so that uh, my, the property managers, the corporate facilities, the even the residential customers as well, they know exactly what they're going to get. Uh, and the end result, they're going to be happy. And it's going to be a long-lasting result that um, you know the return on investment will definitely pay out for sure. So with that being said, and, you know, Cold weekend for sure. Uh, Saturday, we'll, you know, Miami Dolphins, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <Good> but, uh, <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I'll, um, if they win, I'm sure I'll have a really good weekend. Yeah, me too, because then we get to beat them again <laughs> when we play them here in Baltimore. All I Go can, Ravens. I have to say this. I just keep looking at Steven, and now he said, oh, great white shark and Dio or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking of Gandalf the White. <laughs> All right, I'm a nerd. Oh, wow. <laughs> you heard it first here, folks. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Shire. It's this has been RMS Fitness, bringing you Everyone Needs a Spotter. I am Steve with Stephen, Emily, and Robert. We are happy to be here with you again. We hope you have a great weekend, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Take it easy. See ya. See ya.